If you hear this sound, that means this episode is also featured on our YouTube channel as a video. Head over to www.youtube.com slash keepitweirdpodcast to check it out. Warning, this episode contains foul language and discussions about murder, sexual assault, drug use, and suicide. for all things strange and unusual, archaeological and scientific, kooky and crazy, and sometimes even nostalgic. Each week we get together and chat about something weird, and it's the best time of my life. This week sure is sad because it's officially the end of the year and the end of the season. This season we talked about the apocalypse, liminal spaces, Life After Death, Stephen King, criminals we didn't quite disagree with, aliens, evolution, and even some movies that made us weird. I got to go to the coolest place and do the greatest paranormal investigation at the Limp Mansion. We told ghost stories, and we even turned silver into gold in our alchemy series. Today, it's time to talk about all the things we missed this year, the crimes, the science, the archaeological finds, and some of the strangest stories we didn't cover here on the main pod. So put on your dancing shoes, sing the blues, it's time for a 2022 year in review. (laughs) My name is Ashley and this is my co-host Lauren. Hello weirdos. So what a fantastic, what a day. Close out that intro. Yeah, with a little little country girl coming out. (laughs) 2022 end of the year end of the year insanity it's so crazy when december switched over i was like uh incorrect in what fucking world i keep getting those like in your memories things on facebook and instagram and like this time last year i was literally moving and i was like there's no way that I've lived in Illinois for a year. There's no way. I saw you post something about that and it just immediately like hit my brain. Like it was the biggest and weirdest <sighs> trigger of, oh my gosh, she was moving at this time last year. And I remember recording our year in review, like right before you left. And then we recorded like a little like Christmas snippet when I was in Pittsburgh, like all of it just came flooding back and it's insane. <laughs> I feel like it's that absolutely was crazy. Ago. But um, here we are. Here we Merry are. Merry almost Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New almost. Year 2023. New Year. Listen, uh, before we get Ooh. started, though, first of all, some very fun news. Every one Ooh. of our Zoom party winners agreed to join us this year. And we had 
such a blast. We learned awesome. so much about each other. We got to I share know. some hot goss. Um, we got to talk about weird stuff. It was really, really amazing. So I just wanted to give a shout out and say thank you again to Justine, Jade, Lilo, all the way from Denmark. And last but not least, Jory, you guys are so lovely and so fun to hang out with. Truly a pleasure to meet up with all of you. That was, was so, so much fun. fun. It just felt like talking to friends. So. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. For- enjoying us and getting yeah. on the Zoom. And coming, because I know that it, it probably felt very weird. Hopefully it stopped feeling weird almost immediately because I feel like, wow. you know, once we got on there, it was like, oh, they're just idiots. But yeah, <laughs> one day we'll have a big keep it weird camping trip and we'll rent out cabins and tell ghost stories and look at the stars. But until then, we're just grateful that we get to be friends and keep in touch on social media. Absolutely. It's so special. And also, we might as well get to this. We are going to try and do some sort of Christmas episode. Not sure if we'll be recording in person. Um, We only really get one evening together this Mm -hmm. year when Lauren visits. So I don't know if we'll spend it recording or if we'll just kind of want to enjoy each other's company. But right, um, (laughs) we might just want to hang out. We might just want to see each other, guys. Um, But if we don't record, we'll probably record something once Lauren gets back in Los Angeles. and. I don't know if it'll be a listener ghost stories. It's kind of a bummer. You know, we used to make a big deal of our, out of our finales and then COVID mm-hmm. hit and we couldn't do anything. And then I moved. Right. So I know. now our finales like, okay, are just like, okay, to... bye. <laughs> okay. See ya. This was great. This was great. Um, Thanks for coming. Yeah. Our big ghost investigations. Yeah. That used to be the big closeout, which it. was so fun, but yeah, we'll just see. Cause we'll I see. also just want to sit on your couch with you and chat with yeah, you. So, and like, like watch a movie and like eat popcorn and. Anyway, so show you champagne. It. So sorry, guys. <laughs> but cool. <laughs> yeah, so we'll have one more episode and then we will be taking our annual hiatus, uh, which is a good thing because Lauren, congratulations. Lauren is going to be a teacher. I officially have a new job. She's going to be a teacher. She's going to be molding the minds of young weirdos all ones. over the valley. Or no, not the valley. Sorry. That was my stomping ground. That all over Los hometown. Angeles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Los Angeles, the West side. Yes. I'm very excited. I finally got an official job. I feel like we've talked about it like here and there on the podcast. And also we've been trying to like will it into existence yes. on the podcast for a while. But finally something pulled through that's a little more stable because I've I've gotten like part-time temp teaching jobs and then obviously I've been teaching music for years but finally like a Monday through Friday teaching job so very excited yeah congrats I'm so happy for you also can I say you you look like incredible I don't know if it's because of the like the new hair the (laughs) ring light the blush the lipstick I don't know but I'm captivated by you girl you look amazing I praise coming from the beauty queen over there, but also, oh, if you can see this, if people are watching this at home, I guess it depends if we release this on video or not. Ashley has one of the best lip colors I've ever seen in my life. Truly. On her, mm-hmm. on her mouth right now. Listen, and everyone I'll even it. show you what it is. Bing, bing, bing. You're like a real influencer. I am. If you want lips like this. I've always uh, thought about doing like a makeup routine like influencers do, like TikTokers do, but that's not happening. No one needs to see how this happens. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I would love to see, but I also don't want to put you through that because I feel like it could be very difficult yeah. and not fun. So maybe I'll do one of those where I like tell a weird story as I'm doing it. 
at, but I also don't know how those people do that. Those influencers. Cause I feel like when I'm doing my makeup, I have to be like, and then, uh, yeah, uh, like it's I can't not tell cute. a story. No. So anyways, it's going to be nice to let Lauren ease into this new job without a podcast also on her shoulders. So, but please, in the meantime, follow us on social media at Keep It Weirdcast because we may do some recording in the time that we're off just so that we can be like ahead of the game um, come March when we come back. Um, So we'll be asking you for your input and questions on our social media and consider donating to our patreon at www.patreon.com slash keep it weird podcast because even though we are on hiatus on the main pod we'll still be releasing bonus episodes for you guys and there's a backlog of like 50 to 60 bonus episodes there to keep you company in our absence so highly 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 recommend you join our patreon not only because you'll you know won't have to miss us because we'll be posting episodes there but also because it helps us produce the show Yes, please. Thank you. I think that's it. Oh, I have one more thing. Is Britney Spears dead? Oh my God, is she? Have you seen the conspiracies going around right now? No. I mean, I heard. Okay. I only know the usual stuff, but oh my gosh, what? New developments. Her Instagram is gone. Totally gone. Try to Google or try to search. She's gone. She's off Instagram. Probably by the time this airs, she'll be back on Instagram and this will be pointless. But she's off Instagram. People are noticing that she hasn't been doing like Instagram lives or anything. But her husband that she just married, he's doing Instagram lives. But she's always off screen. And it's just her voice coming in. And people are saying it sounds (gasps) pre-recorded. Yeah, it's Stop. weird. And like, there's all these different gone. excuses as to like why she's not posting and why and people are like, I think she's dead. No. How horrible would that be? I'm not even a fan of Britney Spears and I would burn the world down. I will burn the city I'll down. I'll burn it to the ground. That's, oh my gosh. Especially just after like everything she's been through no. and we're already all so concerned for her in the first place. And oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah, I just went to look up her Instagram. Like, no way. I just saw it. It's gone. It's gone, guys. It's gone. So, yeah, if you get on TikTok, TikTok, if you get on TikTok, um, (laughs) if you get on TikTok, I guarantee you scroll. I mean, if your feed is anything like mine, if your for you page is anything like mine, you will find the conspiracy that Britney Spears is no longer with us. Yeah, this new guy that she married has been shady from the start, though. I feel like he's. Yeah, anytime he pops into the video, something is just off with him, and I feel like he's forcing her to do things mm-hmm. anyway. So, like, I am not not a fan. Not a fan of this. Nope, not a fan. I don't like it. Anyways, I've had enough of this old business business. <laughs> Let's talk about weird stuff. I want to start, Lauren. Start us off with 2022's true crime. True crime, bringing you some like little updates, like things that we may have brought up here and there, but also. Yeah, stuff that we just didn't mention on the pod. There, yeah. this year, I don't want to say there's there's never a good way to word this. I, I know you want to say be this like, was was it a good a year good for year. crime? Yeah, you knew exactly <laughs> where I was going. It was not a good year ever. Like I hate the things that happened, but man, I felt like there were a couple of years where, especially in our newsletter, when I'm making, you know, my little true crime time posts for anybody who subscribes to our newsletter, I was struggling. I feel like in 2020, well, maybe because everyone was at home. And then in 2021, I was like, I cannot find any good stories. But 2022 has just been like, oh, which one should I even pick today out of a thousand? So 
I know that, I guess that's actually means it was a bad year. It was a bad year for crime. (laughs) So many things happened, but so it's like, I'm not going to cover everything, but I wanted to hit some like some good headlines where we can. So Julia, my sister is actually the reason for staying up to date with this case. Have you heard of the Delphi murder case? Delphi murder case. Was that the two girls in Indiana that had like the guy on camera? Everything well, <laughs> they went to the two girls who went to the bridge like when, yeah like, yeah yes yes yes, yes. and okay. they like had him on their cell phone like mm-hmm. coming down because i yes. saw like a bunch of people it's, posting i was, and was like camera. does anyone yes. know who this yeah, guy yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah. yeah. okay on mm-hmm. their phone yes they had video of him yeah so this is more of a little update i don't know how i haven't talked about this honestly because this case is crazy but julia has been like sending me updates constantly and i've appreciated but Basically, uh, police have arrested a suspect finally in connection to the 2017 murders of Abigail Williams and Liberty German. And they were two teenage girls found killed in the Delphi Historic Trails in Indiana five years ago in 2017. And it has taken them this long to finally convict someone. That's why this is coming back to the surface. And my sister has been going crazy, but a man named Richard M. Allen was charged with two counts of murder for the deaths of these girls thir- age 13 and 14, which is just Come on. a knife to the heart. Um, on October 28th, finally were able to convict him. The 50-year-old was transported to White County Jail where he remains without bond. It is said that Allen entered a preliminary plea of not guilty during his initial hearing, but I guess so much has happened and so much has come out that maybe even the wife and other family members had knew and were hiding things from him. And also it has come out since that he was involved in the initial search party for these girls, which is creepy as hell and is like a local that everybody knows. So then there's all this scrutiny of like, how much has this guy just been being helped? Like who knew something, who yeah. suspected something, but didn't give us information. So there is like a ton of scrutiny from the town mm. and, you know, all these locals in Indiana. So it's becoming quite a case and actually a lot of the evidence and a lot of the things even being talked about in court are like super sealed off, like filed away. It's really hard to find Damn. anything on this case because of every, all of the outrage that is surrounding it now. But um yeah he was kind of caught on their cell phone footage right before the murder happened um I think he was just creeping on these girls as they were just trying to hike and it's horribly sad the parents pretty much immediately reported them missing yeah you know, they're, they're, they're 13 and 14 and they the yeah and so and they were found the next morning both were there. they sexually assaulted yes and I think the full details are not released. I think that's one of the things that are sealed. Don't completely right. quote me on that. But yeah, I, I don't think there's graphic detail, but it is believed that bitch. they were sexually assaulted. And then there was a lot of blood loss. Those are like the little vague details that we've been given. So it's horribly brutal. Like it rocked, it rocked the town. Absolutely. And it took them five years to finally get this man who was part of the search party, a local man that was trusted by many people and that's where we're at so far and we're trying to kind of see who who was helping him all along there's probably going to be some arrests for accomplices very soon well yeah probably took five years because somebody was you know covering Mm -hmm. gave him an alibi if you have an alibi that's what i'm saying what can they do yep 
So yeah, we're going to kind of see what comes gross. out with that. I don't, I don't know if they're, yeah, I've I even wrote in my notes. I was like sad and gross. Sad like, and I gross. Just, I just hate it. Like this old 50 year old man, what are you even doing? But it'd I... be fucking nice if he, the thing is like, if he did do it, which it's seeming like he did. Yeah. Tell him. I think. You know what I, I mean? Think, yeah. I don't know. For sure. I guess I'm not a murderer or rapist so i can't really thank goodness they was going through their heads but no i'm just like come on i yeah it it just makes me so upset but yeah so keep keep an eye on that if you're a true crime head and then this one i keep seeing this one on tiktok i don't know if you've seen this but the idaho college students the four college students i don't think i know this one one. no it's awful and like a weird mystery i don't know they have like nothing to go off of it's I mean not nothing but it's it's crazy to me that they haven't found this person because it's on a college campus so okay here's the story police showed up to a house in Moscow Idaho in response to a call about a roommate who would not wake up on this college campus and what they found was a horrific scene basically straight out of a horror movie and this happened just this year on November 13th okay Two college kids had been stabbed to death in their bed on the second floor of this house. And then two more also were stabbed to death, but just one flight up on the third floor. Well, it all happened two, in the same night, in the same night. Okay. Well, two other roommates slept quietly and remained alive for whatever reason on the first floor and didn't hear any of it. I mean, you can't say that's crazy. Ted Bundy did that to women, bludgeoned women and raped them. And their roommates had no idea. Which is just, I mean, to imagine being in the house, like just waking up and finding that I can't. I just know that like some people would immediately be like, well, it was obviously the fucking other roommates, but I, no, no, not necessarily. That's the thing is, of course they got questioned. The ones who lived it's like, well, you were there, but no, it's, it was not them, but it's crazy. God. So the deceased were identified as uh, Kaylee Gun. It's either Gun Calves or Gonsalves. I'm not okay. sure. It's it's. I'm so sorry. But Kaylee, age 21. Madison Mogan, age 21. Um, Zena Kernodal, age 20, and her boyfriend Ethan Chapin, age 20. So okay. so young, so horrible. The three women lived there along with two other female roommates who survived. And then Chapin, the boyfriend, was an overnight guest. Autopsies concluded that all four deaths were homicides caused by multiple stab wounds. Police didn't specify who, but they said some of the victims did have defensive wounds. They had woken up during the killing and tried to save themselves. And then the other two poor roommates, Bethany Funk and Dylan Mortensen, were uninjured and again sleeping on the first floor. They, you know, they didn't, they are either awake and didn't hear the attacks or truly were sleeping through the whole thing, but they are not suspects in this. Um, they actually just spoke on December 2nd, like just about a week ago during a vigil. And it's the first time they've spoken out since their friends were kids. And it's, you know, it's all over the internet. You can find it, but it's very sad just the way they're talking about everyone of course typical they were like the best people in the world all four of these lit up a room like the that kind yeah walked in a room it lit up like kind generous just sounded like the most wonderful kids i am gonna start being a real piece of shit so that (laughs) i either don't get killed or that no one can say that i lit up a room and i walked in 
is that going to be the new trope? Like for horror movies, you will survive if you're a piece of shit. Yeah, if you're just like, no one really likes her. It's like, well, she'll survive. Oh, all right. She'll probably. Oh, she's not. Yeah, she's not beloved by all. Well, she won't won't die. That's horrible. It's awful. And And so this just happened in November of this year. Yes. So it's brand new, which is why, I mean, that's part of the reason that they haven't found who did this yet. But also it's just. I don't know. That's so crazy to me when there's blood everywhere. You'd think there'd be so much DNA evidence and just mm-hmm. being at a college campus. And some of them have been, had been at a college frat party that night. And I'm just like, mm. so many people like knew their whereabouts would know if they had enemies, all of these different things. And so it's like, oh, this is going to turn into some crazy scandal where so-and-so was jealous of them, blah, blah, blah. But there's none of that. It's sort of yeah. like, oh, nope, we still, we're still working on it, but we don't have any like major major breaks damn um apparently there even was one of the roommates had been being stalked i think like a year prior to this so of course they looked into that person right away but they either had like an airtight alibi or i i something along the lines of like it i don't know maybe the dna didn't match or something it was something that it was definitively not them because of course you'd think well definitely look yeah well It's definitely this person who stalked them, but, but of course, TikTok, similar to the Gabby Petito story, everyone, all the social media sleuths are out there going crazy and posting their theories and trying to post things that they know. I can't believe I haven't seen about this. I know. I was shocked. But again, I mean, it is very recent. True. So anyway, the uh, Moscow police who have you know, been super dedicated to this are really trying to control all of the rumors and are going pretty crazy about it because I guess it's getting like kind of out of hand, similar to Gabby Petito, where it's like, okay, you can only do so much. And everyone's like, well, it's definitely this girl that kind of looked at her weird once in 20. Well, and you also don't want any sort of retaliation to happen to innocent people that didn't have anything to do with it. But someone on the internet said that they did and and now they you could know, get someone through a for brick through their house or hit him in the head. You know what I mean? Like horrifying mob yeah. mentality. It can get kind of scary. That is so true. So I, they're trying to keep it controlled as much as they can and, you know, are investigating night and day, but here we are weeks later, we still are not sure who is responsible man, oh, man. for these four young bright lights from Idaho. So we're going to stay tuned. Well, and it's weird too. It doesn't seem like one person was the target Mm -mm. because you go in and kill that person and maybe you kill multiple people in the house if they caught you, but it sounds like they were all in their rooms. It sounds like they were all in their individual rooms. Like trying to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It could be, it could really be a Ted Bundy situation where they, they found a house with the back door unlocked. Right. And they were like, I'm going to kill as many people in this house as I can. I know. A fucking nightmare. Such a nightmare. I mean, I feel like that's almost, yeah, that's scarier to think it was just a guy who found an unlocked door. Yeah. And was like, oh, I'm just, I'm boarded on a college campus and have the urge to kill. That's. I'm glad I'm a light sleeper. I know. I, I would 100% wake up. Joe will sleep through a tornado ripping (sighs) apart the house. And you would have my to be like carrying him the cradled on the other side of the house. I'm like, who? Who's that? Who? Yeah. Who? Where? I'm. Yeah, I'm the exact same. Can't kill I my hope roommate. I would wake up. 
(laughs) But again, it's like some of these kids had defensive wounds. So I'm like, they did wake up and still couldn't fight them off. So then pays it like a big burly man. I just multiple people. Was it more than one guy? Honestly, was it a team? I have so many questions. And I'm like, by the time this comes out, like maybe we will know. Maybe we have answers. So also like sorry if we're behind when we release this, but yeah, so the <laughs> we Idaho release this in two days. <laughs> I guess that's true. But damn you, any- twenty-four hour news cycle. Anything could happen. <laughs> They're gonna beat us beat us to it. This one is obviously a very well known case, but I feel like we have to mention it. Um Adnan Syed. Yeah, holy moly. Released from prison, which is just, it's crazy because it's not even like, oh, like the appeal is finally going through and we're going to, it's straight up just like he's out. He got out. I felt Mm -hmm. like for so long it was paperwork and waiting around and trying to submit more appeals, but he is straight up out and on house arrest, I still believe. Um, until because there's still a lot of things that have to happen. Still a lot to of get, unanswered like, questions too. Of course, until done. he's officially officially free. Yeah. He's well, I wonder does that mean do, does that mean that the case is reopened? I believe so because the what I saw, which I didn't even think I heard this in the initial headline. I think I was just celebrating that he was out, but new DNA evidence supported his innocence and reopened a an old theory so mm-hmm. to me that is saying that like they're exploring what's his somebody friend's name? from long ago jay <laughs> jay i we never had a good feeling him, about jay <laughs> i it's so bad that i'm like i pray that it's jay because when i was listening to the serial podcast that we all know this case from i remember every week being like it's jay it's definitely jay it's kind of cool so. that, you know, I'm sitting here on my podcast talking about Adnan Syed being released from prison when Serial was the very first podcast I ever listened to. Same. Like, I kind That's... of knew they existed, but I never, ever listened to one before. Me and now either. I have my own. And now <laughs> we have our very own podcast. I know. And we were talking about that case. Yeah. And what's her name? Who charmed all of us Sarah Koenig Sarah Koenig did you ever that, see the SNL um serial sketch yes, the Christmas with one Cecily, yeah. Yeah. Cecily played she did such a good Sarah Koenig she I loved it nailed the impression <laughs> oh it's funny to think of those times but Adnan he's out and there's new DNA evidence and we're gonna congratulations Adnan I hope to god you didn't do it I know now after all of the celebrations like please don't make us feel a fool mm-hmm. we want to believe that because i was really was rooting there. for you we were all no. rooting for we're you Tyra. <laughs> <laughs> also another just mention big case but lori vallow obviously so much happened with her this year because of sins of our mother the documentary being yep. released and you know all of that where's that case at honestly i didn't find well I'm pretty sure the last time I looked it up, her trial was moved to January of 2023. I was like, am I? Yeah. I, for a second, I was like, wait, did I (laughs) end up writing (laughs) that in my notes? Yes. I think when I tried to find an update, it was like, it's the same stuff that all of us know. Like everything's kind of been pushed into the new year. And that I think that will definitely be an interesting trial, but basically the big bombshells of this year and the reason to bring it up in our 2022 updates is because the documentary sins of our mother came out and ashley i think you and i agreed on this it was insane just to find out 
what fully was going on with her because I didn't know how into the cult that yeah. she was. I knew she had some strange beliefs and delusions, but I didn't, then you brought up that she actually was like following the belief of mm -hmm. a cult. And that is why she thought she her was children following were the and... belief of the, like, what was it? 33,000 or 133,000. Is it that? Yeah. 133,000, I think, which was a uh, belief of specifically the Church of Latter-day Saints at first until right. they got more than 133,000 um, members. And then they were mm -hmm. like, or more. We don't know. What, Maybe what it's more. <laughs> well, we have to make up a story now. Yeah, when I watched that documentary, I didn't learn anything new necessarily. I kind of knew all the the beats of the like what had taken like place the in the case. Yeah. But it was wild to um actually see like the body cam footage of the police and like hear her yeah. talk about the things that had happened and hear her cuz I'd never like heard her voice. I'd seen photos of her, but yeah. like to like actually hear recordings of her voice talking to people and uh -huh. like especially her friend who was like, "Why did you tell the police I had your daughter? Like I don't have her. Like why would no. you tell them that? That first of all, you're getting trying to get me in trouble. I don't have them. And also, why where are, you are your kids?" Me? Yeah. That I think that was the hardest part about watching and listening to the documentary as a whole was hearing both family members and friends kind of pleading with her like where are your kids Please, I don't under we, like this like we'll take them like if yeah you... I'll help you out if you need this yeah and they're just fucking dead what a kill and hunt. just hearing yeah such it's just so it's so evil so that is also upsetting but I mean we've known the details of the case for a while and I've talked about on the show. So yeah, again, that wasn't new, but I think hearing her be a human and seeing her humanity before this turn mm -hmm. came about, that was the hard part of the documentary. Cause Wild. I feel like it was showing brief moments of like, Oh, you, Oh, you were seemed normal. like a normal mom. And yeah, you were, yeah. You and were her a good oldest son who's still alive, oh, like hearing he him talk about it and just being like, this is my mom. Like I don't, my mother. This is my mother. These are my, this is my brother and sister. Like, I don't understand what's happening. I can't imagine yeah. what he has to deal with. That's so yeah. wild. Hey, trauma. did Bob Durst die this year? Yeah. Bobby. Bobby. That's true. That was the, man, a lot happened. A lot happened this year. Bob Durst is gone. Bobby Unfortunately, Durst. I kind of wish he was still alive because I wanted to see, you know, his various trials um for sure play out but whatever we all He's we dead. all wanted to hear more deets and see how that all went down i but also, also really hoped for some sort of deathbed confession you know mm -hmm. to where his wife is or where her body Agreed. is uh yeah, we, we didn't all have all you did it all of the probably killed we them all know all. you either did kill them all uh we all know that either you did it or you know who did it yeah would have been cool if you told us we, we would have really enjoyed bucket. that. that <laughs> you know, that, Bob. you kicked the, is it, it is kick the bucket. Kick the bucket. Not kicked the can. <laughs> mm, that's a game. <laughs> For you kick the can and then well, kick the bucket. Did you hear Bobby Durst? Maybe, maybe he had a heart attack while playing kick the can. <laughs> we don't know. We're not sure what went down. Yeah. Uh, Bye to Bobby Durst. Bye, Bob. Um, just recently, again, of cases we already know about uh, with Gabby Petito, which oh, we yeah. covered 
we had so much coverage Last on our finale of 2021. Yeah. yeah, it was like it was like all Gabby. So obviously we know how that all played out and ended and that was big last year, but just recently, it looks like it happened maybe just a month ago, Gabby Petito's family finally received closure on at least one of their legal battles when um, a Florida judge awarded Gabby's parents $3 million after they reached a settlement in the wrongful death lawsuit against uh, Brian Laundrie's estate. So it's not like a win. I mean, they lost their daughter right. and Brian is a piece of shit. And again, like the cowardly way of leaving the earth before you have to face any charges. We've talked about that on the show before, but I know we didn't get a lot of closure in those ways or satisfaction, but they were awarded $3 million. It was a total arbitrary number, um, but the money will go towards Gabby Petito Foundation, which aims to address the needs of organizations that support locating missing persons. Because I think that was the biggest thing of this case is you yeah. know, just getting better at that and that sometimes more money needs to be thrown at it. But especially you know, since in the search for her and her, you know, remains, we found like three other bodies that had been missing mm-hmm. for who knows how long. Well, some people know how long, I don't know how long, but like we found right. three other missing people, like the remains of three other missing people. It's like, we could probably dedicate more money to this. I would think a thousand percent. Yeah. More resources maybe. And then the Murdaugh murders, which was Ooh, another one that I <laughs> brought up last year. <laughs> um, and Ashley, you brought it up recently too. Cause you, mm-hmm. you and Joe were doing a we deep dive, I believe as well. Yeah. Watching the doc. What's that called again? I want you to do a plug. Low country. Low country. Yes. It's on like, HBO. I, so low country, everybody should check that out because again, it's one of these murders, murder stories that just, it sounds like a movie. It sounds yeah. like a television show, a scripted television yeah, show. Yeah, you wouldn't believe to... it if someone didn't no. tell you it was all real and it really happened. Rich family dynasty type things down in the South, in South Carolina, where the reason I also bring it up is because you should go watch the documentary Low Country, but also the trial is about to start. I believe, I think because of the holidays, it'll probably get pushed into January, but they're in like pre-trial discussions right now for okay. um, Alex Murdoch finally going into trial for all of the shady shit that has been happening around him. All the money it, he stole and all of the money, people the, he killed. <laughs> the people he almost Family definitely killed. He murdered. <laughs> Yes. And I guess from what we're finding out, the little bits and pieces from the pretrial is that there are like some graphic, horrific details coming out about some of the murders that I guess haven't been totally just splashed across the news that like they were talking about it in the pretrial because it was like, will jurors be able to handle this type things where I was like, what is going on? on? I know totally, which I mean, that'll be the discussion. I you could. I want to say that I could because I've always said how fascinating to be on a murder case and be a juror on it. But I think if a photo or video was graphic enough, I would. Vomit. Oh, yeah. I forget that they have to watch like videos and stuff. I know a person. I can't dox them. I know a person who what's the head of the jury called? Like the the there's always oh, like a lead the person. person who stands up. Yeah. yeah on the jury. I, yeah, I forget their name, but they have to. I was like, oh, I know a person who did that. A lot of times, you get signed on to do that for like uh, a year or something. Four person, 
four person yeah or presiding juror okay it's both but. maybe it's presiding juror but i know someone who did that who had to do like multiple cases over the course of a year and um a lot of the cases they had to juror <laughs> was child pornography cases oh and in those cases they do show evidence and because you have to I, there's no way i would be able to do that no no absolutely not i wouldn't be able to sleep but every time i close my eyes i'd see i wouldn't be able to i would not no. be able to my gosh yeah um i mean those were the major things i wanted to talk about in true crime man, oh, man. again it's all big big cases big things with that had like all had updates too which yeah big stuff man, 2022 oh, man. was a big year yeah. well this year's archaeological discoveries are insane absolutely insane, insane. and they just oh. keep coming it never stops that's what's crazy is i feel like a good amount have been posted on our facebook yeah. group, but then the next day you're like wait there were seven more that you'd we think eventually talk. we'd find all the stuff that's buried but it turns yeah. out there's a lot of buried shit so i'm gonna cover just like four like really major ones one Perfect. Earlier this year, archaeologist Zahi Hawass and his team set out to find the Mortuary Temple of King Tut. They began searching an area of Luxor where Tut's successors had built their mortuary temples, thinking, hey, maybe they're in the same place. Uh, But his temple does remain unfound to this day. However, they didn't leave empty-handed because, holy shit, they found an enormous city that had been built 3,400 years ago has been underground for over a thousand years and this city is wild first of all it's in excellent condition it's Ow. huge it's over half a mile um that's been uncovered so far but they think it stretches all the way to the pharaoh's palace which is two miles away what it And the cool part about it being in such good condition is that it offers us a really cool look at the life of Egyptians at that time. So spoiler alert, it's a lot like ours in the sense that there were industrial areas that were separated from residential areas. So they found, they found an ancient bakery. Tell me why that made little feel with joy. Like they found a little little bakery. Bakery. And um, the local families would walk there for their Saturday breakfast. Okay. They found uh, multiple workshops with different specialties. Like one was specifically for producing mud bricks to build temples. One was specifically a workshop to produce amulets. Stuff like that. Amulets. And then separate from the industrial part of the city the other part of the city was all houses and like living areas and they are calling this the golden city of luxor because it's giving us a look at ancient egyptian life during a boom of wealth and resources Mm -hmm. this is quite possibly the quite possibly the largest city ever uncovered we won't know until you know obviously it's completely dug up but right the city was ruled by Amenhotep III during a time of peace, which means he was never at war. He didn't have to pay for armies. 
Um, so all he had to do was kind of like sit back and count money for 40 years and he was constantly building. So anytime you have a wealthy ruler, at least back then, not so much today, anytime <laughs> you have a wealthy ruler, the distribution of wealth was was great. I mean, like right. the cities were were growing and growing and growing. Yeah, thriving. And archaeologists have known that this place should exist for over a century. They figured that the Amenhotep would have, that he would have funneled his riches into a city structure, but they had no idea where it was. And they found it on accident. Oh my God. I can't believe they what were just dream. like, oh, whoops. Oh, <laughs> here it is. What's this? I know. Whoopsie daisy. We just hit a, a huge ass gold city. mine. I know. It's in perfect condition that is so cool it's so freaking cool this one's kind of cheating because it was found in 2019 but it wasn't reported on much until this year and uh, as of this year they've opened it to the public but i had to include it because it's just as cute as the ancient bakery but it was discovered in pompeii it's a fast food restaurant lauren what it's an ancient mcdonald's you found a Mickey D's? A Mickey D's in the middle of the desert. Yeah, apparently Joe knew this. Of course Joe knew this. I don't know why I use that as like a qualifier. Did you know Joe? No, Joe knew. Of course he did. But apparently fast food was very popular in the ancient Roman world. And there have been many fast food restaurants found. But this was the first time a hot food and drink eatery was like completely unearthed. It was in such good condition. Um, the site is now open to the public, like I said. So if you visit Pompeii, you can literally walk through this little ancient Roman Taco Bell. And they will even show you a menu of what they likely served based on the artifacts and excavations they found inside and close to the building. That's and adorable. apparently this particular restaurant was the Mecca for a tasty dish known as honey roasted rodents. Oh, what a delight. No acquiring for taste, Pompeii. You know what? You had to work with what you had, but also disgust. But also, I can't. Honey roasted rat. Honey roasted rat. (laughs) (laughs) Was there a (laughs) drive-thru? Yes, there was a drive. There was a carriage through. (laughs) Carriage through. Put the rodent, oh. you just hold the roasted rats by the tail and like hold them out the window. <laughs> I do picture every ancient city as the Flintstones. Of course. So. Yep. They just wiggle in those tootsies along the way. I can't make a Flintstone sound. <laughs> Moving way, way, way out of the Middle East. Earlier this year, a research team found a sunken ship that's been missing for a century. A famous sunken ship that's been missing for a century. Endurance was last seen in 1915 by British explorer Ernest Shackleton and his team of 27 men. Um, They were attempting to explore the Arctic and make it to the South Pole, but problems arose as they usually Mm. did Mm. on these types of explorations. On these journeys. They had to stand in the frozen tundra and watch their ship sink into the ocean. And this was after... They sat on the damn ship and camped on the ice for 10 months because the ship was stuck and they were there waiting for it to thaw so they can begin their expedition again. But in the spring, which fun fact was actually September because it was the South Pole. Uh-huh. 
the pressure of the shifting ice began to warp and instead crushed and twisted the boat's frame and sunk her right on down. Yikes. Yikes. Huge fucking bummer. The ship was fully gone by November 21st, 1915. And then Shackleton managed to rescue his entire crew. All 28 men survived and were rescued rescued in 1917, which means they spent another almost two years out there in the freezing cold trying to make it on lifeboats and like hiking back. Wait, yeah. 28 members survived for two years more than that. Cause they had been on the boat for 10 months. Oh my God. As it yeah. was frozen so three years. So okay. three years. Oh. And then whoever, who knows how long they were sailing before they got stuck. Yeah. What? Yeah. How, how do you crazy. even, what did they survive? I have so many questions. Those, I want to know. Those old school explorers are no fucking joke, man. Like I cannot believe the shit they did. I won't even fly American. (laughs) Like, I won't even fly American Airlines. Won't do it. They're the worst. I can't. I can't fly American. And they were like, we have to discover the South Pole. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Good for you. I would have never fucking done that. But I never I never would have made it. It, That is phenomenal. That is it's incredible. Yeah. Um, He's so impressive. But uh, this is cool, too, actually. And proof that Shackleton was an amazing man, as everyone said he was. Years later, in 1921, he set out on another expedition of the Antarctic. And even though some of his former crew members had not received all of their pay from the endurance expedition, can you fucking imagine surviving that and then not receiving your full pay for four fucking years? It's not okay. In the slightest. My eye twitches back. My eye twitch came back from that. You can't go through all of that and not get paid. Insane. Anyway, even though some of them hadn't received their full pay yet for the endurance expedition, many of them still signed on with their former boss for the next trip. Like how? Why? How? Why would you ever trust that man again? Why? Well, I mean, you would trust him because he literally well, he saved, saved your you. fucking I mean, life. True, but I'd be like, I don't know if I. Think I just you wouldn't go fortune. again. I, I would yeah, be I'm like, listen, like, I don't think we're gonna have. Good I'm luck. busy that summer. Yeah, I don't. I have a vacation planned already. <laughs> I have to see the kids. My I, vacation days are saved up, and yeah, I'm gonna I've use been them to use those go to Aruba. But yeah, you. I wouldn't want to go again. No, 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 no. Unfortunately, it was on this next trip in 1922 when Shackleton died. Um, he had had a heart attack before even making it to the icy seas of the Antarctic. So oh. that is a bummer. But that is sad. even though we had a detailed account of this route um, that we would find the ship on, the location has been a mystery for a century until this wow. year. <gasps> um Someone, uh, the the guy, the team that located it, basically, they guessed at where it would be, and they were four miles off. Not what? too shabby. Not too shabby at all. How are you that good at estimating? But that's still like, hey, Ashley, find something. It's in. It's a four mile radius from here. I'd be like, right. Uh, I I don't. What do I win? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what am I getting out of this? What am I getting out of this? 
because it's still located in the Arctic, the freezing temperatures have kept the ship in damn near perfect condition. Mm. Marine archaeologists have even said this is the finest wooden shipwreck they have ever seen by a lot. Okay. So this year they've been studying and filming the ship. They've released some content on TikTok and on their website. Um, they even had like live streaming events, which seemed co- super so, cool where you could like so go down fun. with them. They also took a ton of footage for a full length documentary that National Geographic had initially said would air this fall. But I don't think that happened because I can't find any information on it past the announcement of the documentary back in March and April. But okay. I assume it's still in the works. So, okay. yeah. They've also like, been able to, heard about I feel like we would, and I feel like yeah. a quick Google search would have would have presented provided me with something, yeah. but I couldn't find anything anywhere. So, oh, well, they've also been able to learn a lot about climate change and how the Arctic is affecting our weather today by studying the ship and the location in which it was found. And marine biologists have made discoveries as well, based on the amount of marine life living off of the shipwreck. Very, very, okay. very cool. All the little creatures and things that have grown. I like it. And last but not least, perhaps the greatest discovery in 2022 was from a team of archaeologists working in the ancient necropolis of Saqqara, not far from Cairo, Egypt. So in March of this year, researchers had unearthed some tombs here that dated as far back as 2700 BC. And they were like, okay, there's obviously going to be more buried here. Let's dig, boys. Yeah. So they <laughs> Let's dug. Let's go. Uh, they dug. And not only did they find over 300 coffins, 100 well-preserved mummies, they also found a previously unknown Egyptian queen who we now know was named Neith. And this totally mm-hmm. rewrites 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 the history. Rewrites history. <laughs> um, this totally rewrites history as we know it, especially since we believe the Egyptian record to be pretty well documented. I mean, it's yeah. like the most well documented ancient right. uh, civilization that we know of. Yeah. So to have this entirely new queen with an enormous tomb and pyramid that we had no idea about is kind of wild. Insane. They found 22 interconnected tunnels in this tomb, and most of the bodies so far have been the remains of King Tut's generals and advisors. Um, They say all the coffins have individual faces, each of them unique. All of them are decorated with scenes from the Book of the Dead. Each coffin also has a name of the deceased, which is, you know, part of the reason we know who these people are specifically. Mm -hmm. Other finds in the area have been the mummy of a woman with a solid gold mask. Cha-ching. That's, <laughs> Cha-ching. that's a nice little prize. Solid gold. Gaming like the real pieces, deal gold. Like the real deal. Solid gold. Gaming pieces for ancient games, a massive limestone sarcophagus, oh. and even a soldier buried with a metal axe in his hand. Okay. Okay. So that's what a, big a one. find. What, what a, a find. freaking find. Again, kind incredible. of an accident. Like they didn't know it was Oops. there. Oopsie they... doopsie. <laughs> oopsie oopsie poopsie. We found a, an entire pyramid and tomb. And some solid gold, y'all. Wait. I think this was the one that when they found it, they thought it had to be Cleopatra. Yes. Okay. Um, that was literally what was about to come out of my they mouth. They were like, holy was, was shit, this the we one... found yeah. yeah, Cleopatra's tomb. And then it was like, nope, just oh, another nope. queen that we've never some heard other queen. of. 
And my other question was going to be, cause I saw a little bit of something of this on TikTok. That is what educates me these days. Was this yeah. the queen who they did like a restructuring of her face digitally and were Ooh, able to find know. out what she probably looked like? I don't know. That could have been another dig. There were so many. I know there were but... so many. I had to whittle it down to four because right. the, the list was so long. Wow. I love it. I know. Keep digging. I... Keep Friends. digging, everybody. I, <laughs> again, it was like, you dig it. Go until you see the gold. <laughs> I only want the ones with solid gold. Yeah. Um, only solid gonna... gold mummies for me. <laughs> Another one, I like, I just threw this on my notes because I knew you were going to talk about digs, but one of my favorites, and it's literally just the headline, I'm not diving into this, but one of my favorites was the 30,000 year old baby woolly mammoth that was discovered in Canada. Did you see that? It's legitimately so adorable. <laughs> like I just, I had to comment on it. It's like, it just looked like a little baby elephant. I know, oh, I can't. little baby I can't fluffy breathe. elephant. I thought that was a fun find. Thank yeah, you, Canada. I'm but really also, yeah. upset that we lost the woolly mammoths. Me too. They seem lovely. There's a bunch of things where it's like dinosaurs, that wouldn't work out. No. You know? we. I mean, we wouldn't be here. We'd be no. getting stomped on and eaten every day. Even like saber-toothed tigers probably wouldn't work out. Ooh, yeah, they'd wolves, rip you to shreds. Seem dangerous, but like woolly Mammoth. I They're feel so like they cute. they just wanted to coexist and be yeah, a part of I, life. I actually think that they were like extraordinarily dangerous creatures, but you know, <laughs> the fantasy. Put them somewhere <laughs> we're not. Put them <laughs> that put we a, can like know they exist. Alaska. Their binoculars. Yeah. We are we because we've been talking about it so much on accident? Are we jumping into TikTok, TikTok. or science? The TikTok. No, TikToks. The Tic Tac Toe, as I called it. Baba Black Sheep incident. Baba Black Sheep <laughs> incident. Yep. What did Good you text. learn on TikTok this year? <laughs> I mean, many things. Again, Same. you really have to cut All down the, the list. I, what did I learn this year? Where did I learn it? TikTok. TikTok. Besides air fryer foods, which if you have an air fryer, man, TikTok has the I'm best I'm getting recipes. one for Christmas. <gasps> I'm so excited for you. It has yeah. made my life so much easier. You can truly cook an entire dinner in the air fryer and it's, oh and it's i will just, and yeah i can and i will <laughs> um tiktok has thousands of recipes that i just have them all favorited so i love that and also i there's a section that makes me a better witch which like shout out laura larue our resident which laura. she gives me the most advice but some Who of the things has announced so i feel like we can announce it here oh, yeah. is expecting a baby <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, we're so happy for her. It's amazing. A resident green witch, Laura, expecting a child. So A, freaking congrats because that is the best news ever. But yeah, B, we're so also, excited for her. You can follow Leaves and Laura on Instagram and she teaches you witchy Please things. Do. But there is a whole witch talk of mm -hmm. side of TikTok, which I also love to follow. And it's taught me how to make potpourri, which is really cool just to like yeah. bring some nice sense. And then like different soups and spells that you can make on the stovetop. But this was a really interesting one that I thought was worth mentioning because I tried it and it worked for me, but huge, like warning disclaimer, this is not real medical advice and you should always take medication if this is what your doctor says for you, but it's interesting. Good disclaimer. 
a couple of different TikTokers out there who talk openly about mental health and panic attacks started. I saw a few of these where it was saying, I cope with panic attacks by eating really super sour candy. So sour that your brain is not going to be able to focus on anything else, but the sour taste in your mouth and whatever is hitting your taste buds is, you know, sending things to your brain, different signals and mixing you up enough and shocking your body enough to kind of forget the panic, to slow your breathing and your focus totally goes to something else, which all makes sense. But I was still like, that just seems crazy. So you, you get the sour candy. It's really sour for a while. And then at the very end, it sweetens up and you've calmed down. And there was a specific brand that people were even promoting. So they're like, Warheads can work if you get like the extra sour ones, but there is one that you can buy on Amazon. It's like always available, very cheap. It's called Toxic Waste Sour Candy. And it's like next level. Your mouth is going to be on fire for a hot second sour. I feel like if Um, I opened my mouth and bent over right now, so much liquid would spill from it because as you're talking about the sour candy, my mouth is watering so much. Like we have to stop Just from the thought of it. Yeah. It like triggers almost like the back of your tongue. Yeah. That's where you feel the sour. It's just like pool. I just spit on my computer. Like this is. There was actively spit. This is untenable. (laughs) It's crazy sour guys. Yeah. It's making the back of my tongue tingle. You're totally right. But it is that shock value and distraction attacking your mouth to divert from the panic attack. So it's fascinating. It works for people on TikTok. I actually did try it. I didn't buy toxic waste yet. I'm kind of scared because the bag just looks intense. Warheads are fucking sour enough for me, dog. Warheads were just fine. I even got lemon flavored warheads. So it was sour on top of sour on top of sour. And I was carrying them around in my purse because I was like, well, I get panic attacks and anxiety, overwhelming feelings of anxiety quite often. And I was having one when I was about to walk into a doctor's office. So I popped a sour candy in my mouth and it truly did calm me. To be fair, it wasn't a full panic attack. I feel like I need to say that first. I wasn't, I've had those before where it's like, I, I actually like need a, a doctor yeah. To save me because I like my breathing is so irregular, but this one was just, I was starting to hyperventilate a little where my fingers stiffen up and my mouth yep. and tongue get a little numb. It was that kind. And the sound, I was able to open my like butthole shaped mouth because of the uh, like tension <laughs> just enough to pop the sour candy in <laughs> and it, and it like released everything. <laughs> I always call it my butthole to Alex because he's witnessed it so many times and he's like, oh no, your mouth is getting stiff. And I'm like, yep, I'm in full butthole. <laughs> and so I popped the sour Sinter, candy in mouth. and the tears were coming out of my eyes from how Lord. sour it was. And my mouth like loosened up mm-hmm. and my breathing, you know, evened out and it really did help. So I think yeah, there's something I to hear it. from, uh, cause I have heard a lot of TikTokers talk about it, but I haven't heard any like medical professionals talk know, about it. And I want to hear, well, I just want to hear them talk about the, the mechanics of it. Like, is it that it does sort of release the tension in your yeah. muscles, which is, allows you that moment of like, like, what is it yeah. that, uh, is I it know. just a distraction? Like, I'm not sure, but I've heard from a lot of people at work. So whatever works, do it. It's cheaper than Xanax. Exactly. But again, (laughs) take your medication if you need to. Take your meds. I, Ashley, this one is for you. I feel like I always have one where I'm like, this is just for you. 
but it's so cute. Actually, we have a lot of animal lovers in listening to this podcast. No, nope, so I'm the program. only one. Nope, only you. <laughs> Felicia Wilson underscore 85 is the username. Um, she calls herself the real life Snow White um, oh on TikTok. And her whole life is animals. She saves so many animals. She's advocating Wonderful. for animals. Like just, she's one of those fabulous people. She just seems amazing. So she taught TikTok how to become an animal transporter. Did you know this is a job? Oh, like when you transport them across the country when they get like adopted yeah and sometimes if you'd have to go through a lot of training but you can also transport animals from like zoos and animal sanctuaries to new safer I know exactly who you're talking about I have seen her on TikTok like feeding a baby wolf or some shit yeah she's like holding like a and she knows how to calm every creature. That's why yeah. she's called the real life Snow White because yeah, she's cradling these wild animals that could possibly like kill somebody else. And she's like, they love me. Um, I really yeah. do believe that some people, you know how like dogs will growl at certain people and like yeah. I'm immediately Sense like, what's energy. wrong with you? You know, and like some people are just like really good with horses or really good with cats or really good. I really do think that your state of mind and like the vibes that you give off some people are made to work with animals because totally. their vibes are immaculate so immaculate. i think that if the she best energy is truly she's got some crazy good energy if she's able to work with these wild wild animals in the way that she yeah. does totally so she's a she's just a good follow on tiktok because yeah. she's interesting and just really entertaining to watch and she'll teach you so much about animals but b the thing that hashtag tiktok taught me was that you can have this as a job to be an animal transporter whether it's an animal that was adopted and you're taking it to its new home or a wild animal leaving a zoo or an animal sanctuary and going to you know a new environment where it's going to be safe and you're meeting professionals or the new family adopting the animal on site and you have those connections but you are the one kind of gathering them and taking them on their travels across the country so I just I thought that was so interesting that it was and there's nothing an animal likes less than Than being in a a vehicle yeah (laughs) so So you have to be a special person yeah you have to be a special person to do the job and yeah I think it would it would take some training but do you know about therapy horses I mean, I know them in the sense that, especially for people on the spectrum, they are like oh, really therapeutic. I only know of them in that way. But there what are do a you couple know? places that are like horse riding and horse care um, facilities that specialize in specifically PTSD. So ah. a lot of soldiers that come back from uh, overseas who have seen action and who are suffering from PTSD come and work with these horses. And the horses... I guess horses, the connection horses have to people because of generations and generations, I mean, centuries of working alongside people, much like dogs, but horses even more so because they were our transportation. They were our, you know, for so long we hunted with them and -hmm. people who ride horses professionally will tell you that there is like a brain connection with between you and your horse that you're riding. If you're Mm -hmm. not just like going through the Canyon, like you're actually a, a, you know, person who rides horses and uh, this place they take care of the horses. So they, you know, they wash them when they need wash, they brush them every day, they ride them and it actually helps them 
to trust people again it helps them to deal with stressful situations working with these horses like changes their life that is phenomenal i love that yeah so if you're someone who suffers from something anxiety ptsd if you're autistic if you're looking for something look into animal therapy because it's real and i completely believe it especially if you're a person who's like therapy doesn't seem like it's for me like i feel you i actually am not a huge fan of therapy. I haven't had a good experience. So try yeah. animal therapy. Yeah, this could be a good way mm-hmm. to step into it. And yeah. again, it was like, I didn't even know how deep it went with the PTSD, but I love what it does for children who fall on the spectrum and, you know, children with autism who they also have trouble trusting people mm-hmm. and, you know, it, enjoying. So yeah, co- having the communication skills and even enjoying social situations at all. And I think horses give them that trust and give them that comfort. And that's so amazing. Horses just heal the world. They're amazing. That's great. My last story that I found, I of course had to do something true crime related, but I, yeah, there's a whole true crime talk, of course, out of TikTok. And I, you know, I hear usually updates on stories that I already know about, but I had never heard of this before. And I, it's a true crime story with a hilariously weird twist at the end. So oh boy. in 1993, this is how it all began. A 62 year old woman was found dead in her house in the town of mm-hmm. Idar Oberstein in Germany. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, like, I know. That's not I was in like, America. <laughs> nope. I was like, let me tell you that after the horrible pronunciation I just did. As she was strangled by a wire taken from a bouquet of flowers discovered near her body. So ouch, horrible. Um, Nobody had any information of what might have happened to this woman. And there were no witnesses, no no suspects, no signs of suspicious activity like in her house, just the suspicious activity of the strangling. So, Mm. um, but on a really bright teacup that was found near the woman who was strangled, the police did find DNA the only clue that was able to surface at all. So they held on to it for years. Mm. The case went cold given that this was the only lead and all they knew was that it was female DNA, but there was no match. Then eight years later on March 21st, 2001, a 61-year-old man was found dead in his kitchen in Freilberg, Germany. And again, the victim had been strangled. And this time the same woman's DNA was found on a kitchen drawer. Similar method of killing and an exact match for the DNA had belie- had police believing, okay, this is a serial killer. It's the same person, but eight years apart. Then following that gap of eight years, this woman's DNA started to show up everywhere. Five months after the second murder scene, her DNA showed up on a discarded heroin syringe after a seven-year-old had stepped on it in a playground in a city in Germany. A few weeks later, it showed up on an abandoned cookie in a burglared caravan near Kruznak, is what we're going to say. Sure. And uh, it was like she had deliberately like spit out the cookie and was like, this is my calling card. Keep finding my DNA on things. So like things are getting weird. It was also found in a break-in in an office in another city I can't pronounce, Ditzenbach. It was in a, an abandoned car stolen in Heilbronn and on two beer bottles and a glass of wine in a burglared bar in Karlsruhe. And so it was like, she'd robbed the place, but stuck around and had a pint. So everyone is like, 
what is this mystery woman and why is she spitting on everything and why is she spitting on every damn thing so <laughs> how are we going to find her so then there's the even weirder case of a uh, there was a may 6th shooting in 2005 a man shot his own brother so it's like open shut case like they know who did it right but they were still doing their due diligence and they like when they went into the scene they i guess they swabbed a couple of things and the woman's dna was found on one of the bullets that shot the brother so they were like okay is the dna coming Ooh. from one of the forensic people well sort of okay. over so over this crime spree where dna is sprayed across 40 crime scenes in austria southern germany and france with robberies armed robberies murders you name it um police were i guess thinking at the time because they didn't come to the conclusion that you did that oh well she must just be working with accomplices like she's she's involved but nobody's giving up her name she's the crime boss apparently that's what they were going with so she was dubbed the woman without a face or the phantom of heilbronn and witnesses would describe the suspect as a woman but other people would say, but I think she was with a man, like a whole story was made up about this woman, even though nobody okay. actually saw her. It was more fun to have a story. And then finally in 2009, um, the case got a new lead and was finally closed for good because there was an embarrassing realization that this notorious serial killer in Germany actually did not exist. Um, police in France had discovered the burned body of a man believed to be from an asylum seeker who went missing in 2002. And during his application, the man had submitted fingerprints, which the police used to try and confirm his identity. But once again, they found DNA of this phantom woman and they were like, okay, now this really doesn't make any sense. No, like this is impossible. This asylum seeker was a man and the phantom's DNA belonged to a woman. So what is this all about? So sure enough, testing the DNA again, they found that the D the phantom's DNA was not there. It was just the man's and they were able to see that it all came down to the swabs that they were using. It wasn't even the forensics people. It was the woman who worked in the swab factory who was putting the what? swabs into their casing. She wasn't wearing gloves and she was contaminating them with her fingers and her spit. <laughs> <laughs> that so, is so frustrating awful. now was she instructed to wear gloves and not spit on the swabs that is unclear i don't think anyone knows that like fully from the story what happened but basically the factory making these is like in some deep doo-doo for contaminating no shit 16 years of tracing a phantom female serial killer and it was just the woman who was like packaging the swabs oh my god <laughs> I was like I cannot be believe so furious. I know I was like I just I had never heard of that and I had to I had to tell that tale taught to me by a tiktoker well I let's move on to science um because we are going pretty long but this year science we discovered so so much more about space we learned more about how it works we learned more about how much space there is we got clearer images thanks to the james webb telescope we shot an asteroid out of its trajectory it mm -hmm. was a dope year for outer space dope but my favorite thing our scientists learned in 2022 was actually about one of my favorite creatures right here on earth so in 2022 we found out that fungi 
talks, and that one day we may even be able to talk back. Yeah. That is so exciting. <laughs> what? I want to talk to fungi. I would love to talk to fungi. I have a lot of questions. I have a lot so, of questions. For sure. <laughs> we've known for a while that fungi uses electricity to communicate with itself. But this year we learned a whole lot more. So fungi exhibit oscillations of extracellular electrical potential that we can actually read and record by using electrodes inserted into the fungi itself or into something that has been colonized by mycelium. Mm. Researchers noticed that these spikes had patterns. For example, a spike duration would vary from 1 to 21 hertz and had a uh, amplitude from 0.03 to 2.1 megavolts. And these spikes were always clustered into trains, like words in a sentence. So interesting. If we are to assume that spikes of electrical activity are used by fungi to communicate and process information in their networks, we can then group the spikes into words and mm-hmm. they would form sentences. Oh and gosh. they were able to demonstrate that distributions of fungal word links actually match that of human languages throughout history. I feel like this is a rival, but with fungi. What? <laughs> We're communicating with the fungi. And how? How? That certain species of fungi have more complex sentences than others. Oh, some are a little smarter. <laughs> now, some scientists are skeptical that these spikes are forming language, that possibly they are meaningless byproducts of physical processes. But the fact that the spiking events appear to be random like they don't appear to be random they don't appear to just like happen out of nowhere happen when there's a stimulant of some kind and that mushrooms do so many other amazing things like communicating with trees and plants and helping to reroute nutrients from one plant to another when necessary it certainly seems like it's all working together to do something big right And just because we may never be able to translate or communicate back doesn't mean that they aren't literally just chatting away under there. Okay, (laughs) We're all just having little combos when we're not around. And I think the reason that I love this one so much, aside from being, you know, just obsessed with fungi, love fungi, is because of that conversation that I brought up probably 10 times on this show already Mm -hmm. about the idea that the earth itself is a living and conscious organism Because, you know, fungi covers every single surface and operates the same way our human brains do. It's Earth's brain. Yeah. Fungi is the brain. Yes. We should (laughs) all dedicate our entire lives to fungi. Also, one last little thing, and it is connected, but it was released last month. So this is brand new. Biologist Janina Deal, who is a doctoral student at the University of Friedberg in Germany, has demonstrated for the very first time that ambrosia beetles practice active agriculture. They breed and cultivate food fungi in their nests. And I think that's very fascinating because it's crazy thinking about how long it took human beings to figure out agriculture thousand percent and these beetles are just doing it they're just doing it nobody had to teach them and also 
these specific beetles feed on special fungal coatings that grow into tunnels that they bore into old wood. And the stuff I was talking about before, how Uh some species of fungi have more complex languages uh, or electrical pulses, if you don't want to believe in their language. (laughs) The most complex of these species with the most complex language happens to be this kind of fungi that this beetle is growing for itself. Stop. Um, fungi that grows <laughs> on rotting wood mm. is the stuff that these ambrosia beetles are eating. So yeah. could this advancement be because of the fungi that they are eating? And also could that lend credence to the theory that we advanced intelligently by eating fungi? Fungi, which we talked about. So Which we talked about. Oh my gosh. In our evolution episode. It was like, it's all coming back. It's all, all coming, coming back. back. <laughs> oh the my God. Time is a flat circle, as Matthew McConaughey would say. <laughs> that was um, good, Matthew McConaughey. But regardless, we are still studying these beetles um, right. because we can definitely learn from them too. Because not only are they cultivating their own fungi, but they have developed ways to suppress the growth of bad fungi that they don't want, like essentially weed fungi yeah uh, which could provide knowledge for us and insights for our agriculture because we've mm-hmm. for all of history had major problems with fungus and molds and weeds that are resistant to our way of killing them right dang Pretty darn cool that y'all. is so cool yeah fungi it rules man just talking just fantastic just fungi. if you guys don't watch fantastic Ugh. fungi on netflix yes. if you watch anything on netflix watch it because one, of you it should be wednesday but after that, well, it should be fantastic fungi. And if you haven't watched Wednesday already, like, what are you? Who doing? are you? Who like, even are you? Why are you, you watched listening it to immediately? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is very, very cool. Yeah. I, okay. my science story was the brain. Yeah. Um, I told Ashley that after our, our biology episode, I've been like so fascinated at the brain and all of the different things it can do. So I have like all two little gooey jelly in our head, that gooey jelly, just rattling around in there. Yeah. So I have two just little shorties, but one of them, I feel like kind of reminded me of yours and just the way of like, we think of these little things that exist on earth, actually like having the ability to communicate and figure things out. It goes along yeah. those lines. So a new study published in the journal neuron shows that network of that a network of brain cells grown in a petri dish can learn to play the arcade game pong stop it demonstrating for the first time what the researchers are calling synthetic biological intelligence the study was led by brett kagan of cortical labs uh biological computing startup in melbourne australia that is integrating living brain cells with computer chips that's like what they're working on is combining the two and seeing what happens from the like electricity that comes from that and seeing what the little brain cells can figure out working along with the chip so i know first of all they're trying to destroy the world with robots like let's let's get that across but whatever you say Hagen and his colleagues cultured cortical neurons dissected from the brains of embryonic mice or human stem cells reprogrammed into neurons on, this is where it gets very sciencey on high density microelectrode array computer chips that simultaneously can record the electrical activity of the cells and stimulate them. So okay. they're able to see what's coming off of them and then they're, they can give them feedback with the electricity. So it's like a good way to study them and see what's going on. 
So on the chip, the cells mature and connect with each other to form neuronal networks and then exhibit spontaneous electrical activity. Which is what happens in our brain. Which is what's going on in our brain. Yeah. So they're just recreating it in a dish. On the, on the little dish. Yeah. So in the experiment, researchers grew these these brain cells, and then they connected the mini brain to the game Pong, that classic game of the ball <laughs> bouncing back and forth on the paddles. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Via electrodes, they connected it to the game and indicated which side the ball was on and how far from the paddle it was. And then upon, quote unquote, viewing the video game, the cells produced electrical activity and then received an electrical stimulus that gave them feedback on whether they were hitting the ball or not. So they could practice using the feedback and improve on their performance, which is just all crazy to think of. And they were able to learn the game of Pong within five minutes. And I actually, didn't even learn the game of Pong in five minutes, either. so feeling it's, like it's this is cells. a pretty rude experiment. <laughs> I'm, I'm dumber than these little cells in a dish. <laughs> so the study shows that it just takes a single layer of neurons that to organize and Damn. coordinate the activity and achieve a specific goal. Oh, and also they can learn and adapt behavior in real time, which that was even crazier to me. Yeah, like you learned wild. and understood like, oh, what I did wasn't good. Let's go back in. Interestingly, the networks of human neurons outperformed those of mouse cells, which is consistent with earlier work suggesting that human neurons have a greater information processing capacity than those of rodents. It's like, we've always known that and thought that but this we could... thought we were smarter than mice <laughs> like we we hoped <laughs> that was true <laughs> and it is so we can feel most good about of us that. are <laughs> yeah most of us let's not like no. generalize the human population um yeah. but it was nice to confirm and yeah. now future studies are going to dive into why we have that capacity because yes we've always assumed that and theorized that but like there there is bigger digging to mushrooms so why Mushrooms, mushrooms ladies and gentlemen and then quickly the other brain story that i looked up if, as if that one wasn't crazy enough it's the age-old question can people hear you when they are in a coma that has finally been like halfway answered um because it doesn't apply to everybody but scientific american reported just at the end of this year huge medical news that about 15 to 20 percent still working on that because again there's a lot of details still coming in of people in a coma can indeed hear what you're saying and process what you're saying even though they're in a completely vegetative state and are not opening their eyes so it's called covert cool. consciousness a state in which the brain reacts to the outside world with some comprehension but the body remains totally unresponsive and 15 to 20% of patients who appear to be in a coma will exhibit this kind of internal awareness when monitored with technology, like an EEG or an MRI that is measuring their brain activity. And it is totally changing what scientists initially thought of, of what they thought of comas and unresponsive states in general, where they're like, oh, there's no activity going on. They would be able to have like slight motor function. We would see their extremities moving if there was something going on, but no, the brain can be totally active, even if they cannot actually move their body, even if that part is not shooting down to their arms and legs. Now, are these so. people that can, that, that they study, do they eventually wake up from their coma and can answer these questions? Yes. Oh, and no. so I know. So that's why it's I was like, like, maybe it's just a theory. <laughs> Don't think about it. Theory. 
No. So it's like, these are people who they are detecting the brain activity in their brain. And then these people eventually woke up. And that is kind of the second part of the study. They had full or Mm -hmm. almost full functional recovery of their brain, because that's the other side of things is sometimes people wake up out of a coma, but they have irreparable brain damage and they're never the same. And unfortunately that is most cases, or you don't wake up from the coma at all. So it or is you wake still, up and you remember nothing and you don't you think remember it's anything. like yesterday. Right. And there is a mix. I should say to answer your question, yeah. there's a mix. Some of the people are waking up and not or either having like a partial memory or no memory at all, but the EEG and the MRIs are showing that when they're asking them questions, this is the cool part of the study. Not only are they seeing like sparks and awareness, like as soon as the question comes, but Uh, one of the studies was having a patient think about walking and then a patient think about climbing. And then there was one other action and what they were able to detect was the lines went to totally different levels and different areas of the brain were lighting up depending on the action they were asking them to imagine, which made them think there was comprehension too. It wasn't just like, Oh, I hear you. And there's things going off. It was like different areas of the brain were waking up and trying to do the action, even though their body wasn't moving. So the brain is crazy, first of all, Um... but also it's a comfort for people who are like, can they hear me when they're talking to their loved one? And sometimes I mean, I fucking guess, because here's the thing. My stance (laughs) has not changed. If I'm in a coma, I want you to pull the plug i don't care if i if it's a you know there's a chance there's only gonna be a six month coma six months in this brain in this brain i don't want to be trapped in here these dreams no i know i'm not afraid of death i am afraid of being in a coma for a year and having function of the brain, but being able to do absolutely recover. nothing about it. Cause that's yeah. the other thing. Maybe is- you can test it. Maybe you can test it and see if my brain lights up and if it doesn't light up or whatever, I, I guess it. you can like, no, I'm just saying, no, if it lights up, fucking end it. No, I'm saying, yeah, if it's I'm not lighting there, up. Yeah. I'm in not- there and I'm like, ah, if it's not lighting up, I guess you can and leave it's me like, there. Ah, cause I'm obviously, me. <laughs> I'm obviously elsewhere doing my I'm own out thing. Of it. But if I'm um, just laying there, no. no. Yeah, because what a miserable way to be. No, I don't have a um, will. This is my will. This is Hello. the will. My name is Ashley Nicole Cassidy. If I'm in a coma, unplug me. Don't want it. This is my final will and testament. You can see that my brain is I would is like my cats up. to go to Joe Oaks, my husband. <laughs> All of my Halloween decorations Everything else go to Lauren. Go to Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, honestly, it does sound so much worse because that's the other side of things. People have compared it to locked in syndrome, which is where somebody can have their eyes open, but you can't move or speak or do anything else. And so, and those people have learned to at least communicate with their eyes in some ways and like, yeah, they kind of form their language. Yes. By saying, kill me. Yeah. Blinking over and over and saying, put me out of my misery. Please. Where in this case, you have none of that. You just look like you're in a deep sleep. So it's almost worse to know that there is stuff going on. But basically, the cool part of this, besides Ashley's complete misery, is that doctors will 
hopefully as the studying keeps going and we're learning more mm -hmm. about it, be able to determine very early on if somebody has hopes of brain recovery or yeah. waking up at all. And as you were saying, it's like giving them an outlook for what the coma or the vegetative state is going to be, or if like pull the plug immediately, really in either way for Ashley. Yeah. For me, like whatever. <laughs> But for send other me, people, send me to the stars, man. I don't want to be here. <laughs> for other people, maybe see if they come back to come maybe back to you. Maybe there's hope. <laughs> um, yeah, covert consciousness. So that's wow, a wow, new wow. crazy thing. Yeah, cool. I mean that. Just well, in general, for the world of science and the brain, that is crazy town. It's so crazy, but crazy. It's also all the time we have this week for keep it weird. Genuinely, thank you so much for watching and listening to us this week and every week this year. Every week. We, we truly, truly love doing this show. And it's because of you listening and you donating to our Patreon and you buying our merch that we get to continue to do it. So thank you so much yeah. for all of your support and your friendship. The fact that even one person listens to our podcast every week, just like one person in the world listens to our podcast is every week. And that they enjoy it and want to talk to us is yeah, incredible. It's but... just crazy to us. And I know we say we it a lot, maybe too much, but seriously, thank you. We love you. And we really mean it. We can't wait to keep creeping you out for years to come hopefully years and years. uh i already kind of did my spiel at the beginning but just in case you missed it make sure you like this video and subscribe to our youtube channel so we're you gonna be releasing our mugs yes we're gonna be releasing most episodes next year on youtube um and uh as well as wherever you get your podcasts now i think we'll probably end up releasing the video on youtube a few days before the episodes release everywhere else just to try and give our youtube a little boost oh, but yeah that is our plan please pray for us <laughs> uh follow we're us trying. on social media at uh we're on instagram and twitter at keep it weird cast but we also have a facebook page and a facebook group there are two different ones um do not tell me how to search for them i do not know i don't understand <laughs> You'll figure it figure it out i don't understand the difference but no. the facebook page is essentially like our instagram where it's just like the stuff we post on instagram the facebook group everyone can post we post yep. memes we share links to stuff we laugh about things we post tiktok videos it's a it's a good time you can meet it's other weirdos time. and you can talk to us and it's it's a lot of fun so please please consider donating to our patreon Ready, at www.patreon.com slash keep it weird podcast you'll get two bonus episodes every single month and you'll get discounts on merch and you'll get a newsletter that comes out the last day of every month that's full of scary stories and upcoming horror movies and tv shows and true crime time with lauren and weird news stories honestly i would pay for this newsletter if I wasn't the one making it every month. Mm -hmm. It's good content. It's good. It's stuff. good content. I always read your stuff that you post in it. And I know you read mine. Cause I, know I always text you about it. You'll be like, Oh my God, I didn't know. So uh, like, it's a good newsletter. It's long. Like it's totally worth $5. Okay. Yep, I agree. Sign up. And finally, you can find our merch at www.keepitweirdpodcast.com slash merch. That link will send you to our T public store where you can get t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, tote bags, baby clothes, blankets, phone covers, and more. Get your Christmas presents for your yeah. loved ones. I actually do believe it's too late to order your Christmas presents, but oh, yeah, some of us give that. Christmas presents late. It can be I'm in January. One of them. 
Yeah. <laughs> Give a January present to your friends. Oh, it's fine. And um, our sign-off today is Lauren's Choice. Oh, it's really rude of you. Um... <laughs> I don't have anything. Don't uh, stop. You dig in. <laughs> dig until you find a And stay smarter than a rodent. And, and eat honey roasted rats. And, and keep, keep it weird. Okay, are you ready? Ready. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was like the goats when they go. <laughs> okay. <laughs>